what goody welcome to the paces premium podcast episode seven i'm your host donnie ray and i like to start off every episode by saying this is obviously a paces podcast but what makes me different from all the other podcasts is i'm always give that unbiased unfiltered no candy coding take on the paces so i'm a paces fan might say some real shit that you may not want to hear about the Pacers. Might cuss a little bit. Might say an N-word. So if that's not what you're comfortable with, hey, no love lost, but go ahead, turn me off. But if you want to hear that, that real take on the Pacers, unfiltered take on the Pacers, I'm Donnie Ray and I'm here for you. So let's get into it. First and foremost, happy New Year's, everybody. And I appreciate everybody that be watching, listening, I'm seeing the feedback, seeing the comments. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Keep riding with me. I'm going to keep on doing this shit. So let's get into it. Pacers Premium Podcast, Episode 7. So feel like I say this shit every week, but Pacers are at 6 in the East. They said uh, 24 and 12. They actually this week moved up a spot in the ESPN Power Rankings. So they're fifth. And that makes sense because... Um, the 76ers, they're on a four-game losing streak, and one of those losses includes the Pacers. But the Pacers are also on a two-game losing streak right now. They lost the last two games. I'll get into that a little bit later. But they lost their last two games, so it will be interesting to actually see the Week 12 power rankings because that was Week 11. I'm recording this on a Sunday night. So the uh, other power rankings, Week 12, they'll drop probably sometime in the morning, like around 7, 30, 8 o'clock. So it'll be interesting to see if the Pacers will still be at fifth. They probably will be because, like I said, the Sixers on a four-game losing streak. But you never know what could happen. Somebody in seventh, they may jump up. You never know. So it'll just be interesting to see where they sit at in the power rankings once them drop in the morning. So game recaps. Pacers, they beat the 76ers. Like I said, one of those uh, losses in the 76ers losing streak was to the Pacers. So the Pacers beat the 76ers on Tuesday, 115-97. to You know, Brogdon came back after missing three games with a hamstring injury, but then eventually ended up leaving in the first quarter with a sore back. And like... Uh, I was watching the game. You could like just tell there was something wrong with him. Like he was kind of moving gingerly. He wasn't moving the same type of way that he normally moves. And I was like I said, I was watching the game and Quinn Buckner was saying like your hamstring and back and like that shit's all connected. And it's true, like, you know what I'm saying? People that comp when they get injuries, they start to compensate. So like his hamstring or whatever could have been compensating with that. His back could have been compensating with his hamstring. You never know. So it's just like I just need this man to get healthy because he missed like a lot of time last season on the Bucks with injuries. He's missing time with the Pacers. Seems like he's hurt every other week, every other game. So I need this man Brogdon to get healthy because when he's on the court, he's a force. So Embiid missed the game also with knee soreness. Pacers they had seven players in double figures. TJ Warren had 21, 2, and 4. Miles had 15 and 5 rebounds. Sabonis had 23. Five assists and 10 rebounds. Jeremy Lamb had 16, 6, and 3. Justin Holiday had 10, 1, and 1. Doug McDermott had 12, 1, and 2. And TJ McConnell had 11, 10, and 4. And apparently that was his first double-double on the Pacers. And I didn't even know that. It seems like 
I thought he would have got a double double by now, but apparently not. So they said that was his first double double. Shout out TJ. They said it was actually his first double double since he got a triple double last year on the Sixers. And that's why I was telling boys like TJ McConnell can hoop. This man got a triple double. I don't even think he started that game. So it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a hooper, man. Like I, I said last week, he's the epitome of Indiana basketball. Grinded out, energy player, go hard at all times, play with all his heart. I fuck with TJ McConnell. So, Pacers, they pretty much, you know what I'm saying, they had this game won the whole time. It was kind of close, like in the fourth quarter. I mean, first quarter, excuse me. It was kind of close in the first quarter. But by the end of the half, we had a 24-point lead, and we entered the third quarter. I mean, entered the fourth quarter with a 30-point lead. So, you know what I mean? Philly, they beat us on the offensive rebounds. They beat us 14-5. to But us winning the turnover battle. They had 12 turnovers. We had six. And we shot a better uh, percentage from the field. I mean, from the three, we shot 44%. They shot... Uh, abysmal 20 percent so that helped us keep control of the game you know whenever you're knocking down threes that always is gonna help like it's always gonna help so we beat them we pretty much had that game in hand at all times good pacer win they weren't at full strength obviously didn't have mb but it's still a win nonetheless good win they still have the other players and just a side note that i saw this uh report that Al Horford said he was unhappy in Philly. And it's just like, what did you expect, bro? You the third or fourth option. Like, you left Boston for the money. And that's what you get, bro. When you out here chasing money all the time. It's like, you was you was happy in Boston. You had a good spot in Boston. You made plenty of money your whole career. I know it's always want to make more money. But it wasn't like it was that much more money. I don't exactly remember the... Uh, you know what I'm saying? The exact contract. But it wasn't like it was that much more money. So you should have stayed in Boston. They could use you right now. They need a big man. Hey, that's what happens when you go out and chase some money. So Pacers beat the Sixers on Tuesday. But then they lost to the Nuggets. And what was that on? Not Saturday. They lost to the Nuggets on Thursday, was it? Is it Thursday or Friday? They lost to the Nuggets. Brock didn't miss the game with a uh, sore back. Nuggets, like I said, they're second in the West. Said that last week. And I said I thought we would lose. And we ended up losing. It was a tough game. Uh, Jeremy Lamb had 30 points. He had 32 and 6. He was two points from tying his career high at 32 points. Sabonis had 18, 9, and 9. Miles Turner had 21, 1, and 5. And that uh, apparently was his third game with 20 or more points this year. So shout out Miles Turner. He's proving me wrong. I love to see it. Like, y'all want to hate. I mean, people want to hate on me for giving my take on Miles. But like I said, I just want to see the man uh, play well. I want to see him live up to his contract. He's proving me wrong. I love to see it. So TJ Warren had 22 and 5. And uh, the game was, you know what I'm saying? It was pretty much close the whole game. Uh, we had Pacers had to lead the majority of the first quarter. I mean, first half. But Jokic came out in the second half, killing, had 22 points. And that just contributed to them winning. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Michael Porter Jr. dropped 25 on us. Uh, we couldn't get any offensive rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and side note, why does it always seem like people get their career highs versus the Pacers, man? Like, 
just this season, Trey Young, he had a career-high 49 points. Jalen Brunson had a career-high, like, 24 points. Luke Kennard had a career-high, like, 30 or 32 points on us or something like that. Just this year. And then I can go back, like, I remember Delonte West got a career high on us. Fucking Lou Williams, when he was on like the Sixers, got a career high on us. So it's just like people always get career highs on the Pacers. Like I just noticed that like, fuck, we need to like, I don't know what we can do about that. But it just seems like it's always happening. It's like, what the fuck? So Pacers, we shot a better percentage from three from Denver they uh we shot 46 percent they shot 30 percent but Denver they beat us in the offensive rebounding 15 to 9 and in the overall rebounding battle they have 47 rebounds to our 34 and they pulled out the W you know what I'm saying and it just seems like when we're out there and trying to get these rebounds like Pacers are out there just like not boxing out just watching the ball it's like come on man put a body on somebody like these second chance points like i saw at least at least i want to say eight points but i'll say at least six points that michael porter jr had was off second chance points offensive rebounds putting it back missing his own shot getting his rebound you know what i'm saying and it's just like come on guys like we need to put a body on somebody box out you know what I'm saying? That's fundamental shit. It's just like I'm saying. I keep saying this is the little shit. It's the little shit. So we got to stop those second chance points. So lost to the Nuggets. Then the Pacers played the Hawks on Saturday. And we lost to the Hawks. And it's kind of surprising because we had all of our starters in double figures. Aaron Holiday had 16, 6, and 4. Jeremy Lamb had 12, 3, and 4. Sabonis, 24, 4, and 11. Miles Turner, 14, 2, and 6. TJ Warren, I said TJ Warren. <laughs> TJ Warren had 17, 3, and 7. So it's just like all our starters are in double figures. That's good. But those are the only players that we had in double figures. So we need some more production from our bench in games like that. You know what I'm saying? If we'd had a couple more players off the bench getting buckets, Edmund Sumner, you know what I'm saying? He had to come in. If we get a couple more players off the bench getting buckets, we can win these games. But games like this, too, that shouldn't even be close. Like the Hawks are ninth in the East. We let Trey Young get 40 points on us again. Trey Young had 41 and 8. This is the fourth time he's got 40 or more points this season. And two of those have been on the Pacers. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? What is letting people have fucking killer games against us? Like, I know it's going to happen every now and then. But it just seems like it's happening all too often. Like, we're supposed to be a defensive team. That's supposed to be part of our identity. And then we let people drop 40, 50 points on us. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. Like, come on now. I know it's the NBA. It's going to happen, but it's happening too often. Like, that can't be happening. If you want to be a championship team, you can't be letting people drop 40 balls on your head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just can't be happening. So we need to pick that up. So, Trey Young had 40 and 8. 
They let uh, Huerter, I think it's what's his name, Kevin Huerter, I can't even really say his name. They let him get 26 points. And then Alex Lynn had 16 points. It's just like bums like Alex Lynn, we let him get double figures. Come on now, he's a bum. And like we just, we couldn't buy a bucket. I say that, I said that last week, I might have said the week before, but we like really couldn't buy a bucket this game. Aaron Holiday, you know what I'm saying, was 5 for 11. Jeremy Lamb was 3 for 10. Miles Turner was 2 for 11. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, we couldn't hit shit. TJ McConnell sprained his ankle in the fourth. You know what I'm saying? He probably going to be out for the game on Monday. And it's just like, it just wasn't our night. Just nothing was going good for us. And then like, I noticed too, we need to get Vic back. Or at least like when games come down late, we at least need Brogdon or somebody. We need somebody in the game when it's late and it's a close game who can actually control the ball and control the floor and maybe run some offense. Because like it was like 40 seconds left in the game and I'm watching and this man Aaron Holiday got Travis Best syndrome. Like he was just sitting up there dribbling and then ends up throwing up like a stupid ass fucking layup and missing. I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Like it's a close game. We need to get a good shot. And you over here throwing up some bullshit, dribbling the clock down, not doing shit with the balls. Like, come on, man. Like we need Vic back or Brogdon back or somebody late games who can control the floor and run some offense or get a bucket and not do no stupid shit. No Travis Best syndrome, man, because Aaron Holiday, that pissed me off. Like, that's my man's. He's been killing. But you could definitely see the inexperience right there. I was just like, what are you doing, man? Some Colin Sexton and Kevin Love type shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Pacers won the offensive rebounding battle versus the Hawks, 13-4. But we lost the overall rebounding 40 to 39 or 39 to 40, whichever one you want to say it. And this is apparently the that was the eighth straight game that the Pacers have been out rebounded. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that's ridiculous. We need to put a body on somebody. Like I was saying, it's just those little things. We need to put a body on somebody. Box out. We just sit up here watching the ball. Put a body on them. Box out. Like, go fight for the rebounds. Like, we're just, like, watching balls, not hustling. Just little things. Like I'm saying, these little things is what's keeping us from getting to where we really want to get to. And, like, like I said, we're supposed to be a defensive team. But... We let the Hawks get 52 points in the paint. And I was watching the game and it just seemed like they was just letting people get buckets. Like DeAndre Bembry was getting to the bucket. You know what I'm saying? Just like we just letting everybody get to the bucket. Kevin Hoyter getting to the bucket. Trey Young getting to the bucket. It's like we're supposed to be a defensive team. And we just letting these people get these easy shots. Come on now. Let's buckle down. Like we are better than this. We should not be losing to these fucking sub 500 below 500 teams you know what i'm saying we shouldn't so i seen a story in the indie star and they was talking about exactly what i'm talking about 
the rebounding is keeping the Pacers from being elite. It's just those little things. Like I said, we've been out-rebounded in eight straight games, out-rebounded in 14 of our last 15. You know what I'm saying? And like I've been saying, it's this little shit that's keeping us from being elite. Offensive rebounding, hustling. You know what I'm saying? Committing stupid fouls, defense, just these little things. You know what I'm saying? It's what's keeping us from being elite. Not boxing out. And then one thing I noticed too, and they had said it in the article, I was like, that confirmed what I was thinking. I've been saying we give up a lot of open threes. And that's one of the reasons why we don't get these rebounds. Because when a lot of time people miss threes, the rebound goes long. You know what I'm saying? Like it might bounce back to them or bounce back a little further, like to like the 10, 15 foot range. And we're not boxing out. So we're not getting these rebounds. We're just out here watching the ball bounce off 15 feet. You know what I'm saying? So we just need to start boxing out. Put a body on them. Like it's just fundamental shit. And if we can like tackle these little things, get better at these little things, we can move up in the power rankings and the standings. I'm tired of being a six in the East. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to get that in the top four. Like I've said that before. I feel like if we get in the top four seeds, that'll uh, fare better for us in the playoffs. So we need to just get better and just this little stupid shit, man. I'm just so sick of it. So Pacers Premium Podcast. I want to talk a little bit about something else. It's just a little, little thing. I don't even, I think I was watching, yeah, they was talking about our decade team. I was watching one of the games. I think it was the Sixers game. <laughs> and they was talking about all decades team. And that got me to think, got me questioning. Who is the greatest pacer ever? So. I'm a big Reggie Miller fan. I got Reggie Miller posters. Got like three or four of them posters. I ain't put them up in my apartment yet. But I got three or four Reggie Miller posters. Big Reggie Miller fan. So I think Reggie Miller is the greatest Indiana Pacer of all time. <laughs> but this is Pacer Premium Podcast. I just wanted to ask the people, ask the listeners, ask Pacer Nation, who do you think? Is the greatest pacer ever. So I was just doing a little research and I seen uh, a couple people had some like all decade team list. And uh Colton Bennett. I think it was on like I for I'm not gonna say what blog it was because I wanna say the wrong one, but it was from one blog, and this all decade uh pacer team was George Hill, Paul George. Vic, Danny Granger, and David West. And I actually like that all-decade team. Danny Granger, man, I feel like he is a forgotten guy for the Indiana Pacers. Like, Danny Granger did a whole bunch for us. And I feel like he's forgotten because the way that we actually, like, fucked him and did him dirty towards the end of his career, uh, we didn't have to do Danny like that. Like, we could have kept him on the team. And 
you can't really trust Paul George, but he says that's one of the reasons that rubbed him the wrong way and not wanting to not saying I want to stay with the Pacers, but that rubbed him the wrong way. And that definitely contributed to his decision. You know what I'm saying? Like he thought, huh, maybe the Pacers might do that to me at some point and I'd rather have control of my destiny rather than you know what I'm saying because after that hey after the Pacers Danny Granger was pretty much done he went to like Phoenix was shitter there Clippers shitter there might have went to like some other team was shitter there maybe Detroit I don't know but he was just like after the Pacers Danny Granger was done and if we didn't have to do him like that like I know he was injuring his knee was fucked up and he's getting injured but like we didn't have to do him like that man they could have restructured this contract danny still could have contributed to the pacers like that left a bad taste in my mouth too because we didn't have to do him like that like i really fucked with danny like he got most improved player at one point like he was like averaging like 23 points for us like danny granger was a hooper for the pacers like he really helped get us to where we are and we did him dirty and we didn't have to do him like that so that's just how I feel about that. Another uh, all-decade team was from Sharon Elliott. She had George Hill, Paul George, Danny Granger, Vic. Her only difference was Roy Hibbert. And, I mean, Roy Hibbert had, like, what, three or four good years? And then he fell off the fucking map. I don't know. I feel like I should put David West in that over, over Roy Hibbert because David West, like, changed the whole culture of the team. Uh, got us, like, put that grit and grind in us that mean attitude like defensive minded like David West put that in the team I feel like he had more impact than Roy Hibbert Roy Hibbert did good for like those three or four years but you know what I'm saying but like I said who do you guys think is the greatest Indiana player of all time and like I said I think it's Reggie Miller but I want to know who y'all think this is just like Reggie Miller, Paul George, Jermaine O'Neal slept on. Jermaine O'Neal was a fucking dog here. You know what I'm saying? Like, he should have won a championship. Straight up. We just got a... It was just wasn't wasn't meant to be. We got matched with the Lakers. It just wasn't meant to be. But George McGinnis, Rick Smith, Danny Granger, Mark Jackson, Jalen Rose. I fuck with Jalen Rose. Jalen and Jacoby. I watched that shit. Pretty much every day I fuck with Jalen Rose He was a hooper Vic Detlef Shrimp Chuck Perkins Chris Mullen Dale Davis Antonio Davis David West Ron Artest I ain't calling him Metal World Peace Mama calls him Ron So I'ma call him Ron Nigga named Ron Artest Fuck is a Metal World Peace <laughs> Mel Daniels Lance Stevenson Roger Brown, George Hill, Roy Hibbert, Stephen Jackson, Vern Fleming, Demonis Sabonis, Miles Turner. You know what I'm saying? The list goes on. You know what I'm saying? Like, so hit me up, comment below. You know what I'm saying? Hit me up on Twitter, Black on Black, Instagram, Black on Black, Snapchat, Fuckboy Don. You know what I'm saying? Hit me up, comment below. Let me know who you think. Is the greatest pacer of all time. Because I think it's Reggie Miller. And I want you to convince me otherwise. <laughs> so. 
Indiana Pacers Pacers Premium Podcast Ex-Pacer Darren Collison Is apparently Looking to make a comeback this season So he retired At the end of last season Going into the offseason He was going to be a free agent But he retired Said he wanted to focus on his faith But apparently now He's considering a comeback And he wants to play For either the Clippers or the Lakers Now I guess it makes sense He's from LA He went to UCLA UCLA product UCLA nation Bruin nation You know what I'm saying But It just seems kind of corny to me Seems like you ring chasing now Trying to make it like You know what I'm saying Oh I want to play for LA It's where I'm from Trying to Trying to Paul George it Trying to Kawhi it You know what I'm saying But it just seems corny It just seems like you just Ring chasing bro And it's just like I have more respect for you than that And like I'm kind of losing respect Just cause I don't fuck with no ring chasers like that Like You retired already I guess I could kind of see if you had retired and shit Fine fuck it But like bro you retired Now you coming back trying to ring chase It just seemed like corny to me So I don't fuck with it Hey I wish you the best You you know what I'm saying Ex-Pacer UCLA You know what I'm saying I wish you the best But I feel like this shit corny just wanted to speak on that real quick and real quick i didn't really you know what i'm saying wasn't like my favorite person you know what i'm saying i wasn't always his biggest fan but r.i.p david stern man you know what i'm saying he passed away this week well last week because it's about to be monday well actually it is monday i'm recording this at 1 a.m on a monday morning because I want to drop it on Monday Try to get back on schedule Trying to, it's new year, trying to get on schedule Drop shit every Monday Didn't mean to detract from what I was saying So I'm start over Wasn't always your biggest fan But R.I.P. David Stern Man, he passed away Last week He had a brain hemorrhage Like a month ago or something And he just succumbed to You know what I'm saying I want to say injury, but he just succumbed to the brain hemorrhages. He was old. He was 77 years old. And he just did a lot for the game. You know what I'm saying? He, they said he built up the league from, it was like 24 teams to 30. You know what I'm saying? He did a lot. Like I said, I wasn't always his biggest fan. He blocked that CP3 to Lakers trade. You know what I'm saying? But he did a lot for the game. He built it up. It grew into a global thing. Like NBA is worldwide now. You know what I'm saying? Basketball worldwide. He built up the NBA. He took it to a way better place than what it was when he got it. And just, you know what I'm saying? He's gonna have a good legacy. I mean, he has a good legacy. Just RIP David Stern, man. Appreciate everything you did for the NBA. I love the NBA. You did a lot for it. Appreciate it, man. RIP. So, just wanted to talk on that real quick. Give that man a moment of silence. RIP, David Stern. So, Pacers Premium Podcast. Injury report. So, injury report. 
TJ McConnell, he's day-to-day with an ankle injury. He sprained his ankle in the fourth quarter versus Atlanta. Brogdon is day-to-day with a sore back. And Nas Mitri Long is day-to-day with an ankle injury. He's one of the guys that's a two-way deal between uh, the Mad Ants and the Pacers. Um, but he got called up. Probably because McConnell hurt himself. And Brogdon's out. So they need another guard. But he's day-to-day with an ankle injury. So, weekly predictions. I was 12-6 and six last week. And I predicted the Pacers to go 2-1. and one, But they actually went 1-2. and two. So, I am now... 13 and 8. I said I was doing good, man. Shit. But my predictions and shit, I mean, I'm still positive, but it's just like, damn. So, I always say if you are a betting man or a betting woman, make sure you listen to me, man. I usually have pretty good picks. My resume hasn't been showing it as of late, <laughs> but. I usually have pretty good picks. <clears throat> so Pacers have three games this week. They play the Hornets on Monday tonight. Charlotte currently sits at ninth in the East at 15 and 23. You know, we beat them on the 15th of December, 107 to 85. It's going to be an away game for us. Charlotte has no injuries. Brogdon's out. You know what I'm saying? I just said that. TJ McConnell's going to be out. Um, Yeah. We got to contain Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham has been killing this year. Came on. He last year didn't really do shit. Didn't do too much. I think it was his rookie year. But he's come on this year. He's been killing. Shooting crazy from three. I don't know the percentage, but he's been lights out from three. So if the Pacers can contain Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier, and I think they will. I think we'll get that dub because, like I said, we're coming off two-game losing streak. We're coming off a two-game losing streak the week before. And uh, Nate McMillan was like, one of the things the team prides themselves of is not losing three games in a row. So I think they'll come in with a fire up under them and won't want to win. I mean, won't want to lose three games in a row. And they'll beat the Hornets. So, after we play the Hornets on Monday, we play Miami on Wednesday. And Miami, they're third in the East at 26 and 10. You know what I'm saying? We just lost to Miami a week ago. But it was a close game. We lost by like a point or something. Jimmy Butler is day-to-day with a back injury. But I think he's probable to play on Monday. Justice Winslow is out with a back injury. He's not going to play. It's a home game for us. We just lost to Miami last week. Or, yeah, last week or a little over a week ago. You know what I'm saying? So, we just lost to Miami. It's going to be a home game for us. We're going to be coming off that Charlotte win. See how I did that? Going to be coming off that Charlotte win. We'll have a little energy. Home game. We want to uh, redeem ourselves from losing. Patriots will get that dub. They'll beat the Heat. So, after we play the Heat on Wednesday, we go and we play Chicago on Friday. Chicago is 10th in the East at 13 and 23. 
Zach Levine is probable to ank- with the ankle injury on Monday. So as long as he doesn't have any setbacks or anything, he'll probably play on Friday. As long as he doesn't re-injure himself or anything. Wendell Carter is probable to play on Monday. So as long as his abdomen, he's an uh, abdomen injury, as long as he doesn't uh, have any setbacks or re-injures himself or anything, he'll play on Friday. Lori Markinen is out with an ankle injury. He's not playing. And I feel like we should win this game. I feel like we will win this game. But it's probably going to be a tougher game than it should be. Like, for some reason, like I always say, fuck, always say the Pacers seem to play to the level of their opponent. If we're playing a good team, we'll play up to their level. Playing a bad team, we'll play down to their level. And we've been struggling with these fucking... Uh, sub 500 teams below 500 teams just lost to the Hawks you know what I'm saying so I feel like it'll be a tougher game than it should be but the Pacers will get that dub and they'll go 3-0 and for this week it's been a couple weeks since they've gone 3-0 and so I figure they'll go 3-0 and this week so if you are a betting man or betting woman listen to your boy Donnie Ray Hop on that fan duel. Draft Kings. You know what I'm saying? So. Pacers Premium Podcast. You know. If you've been watching. Listening. The past few episodes. You know I like to end. With fantasy pickups. I play fantasy basketball. So I just want to give. You know some tips. Not tips. But just give some players. To the listeners. If they play fantasy. So I play in a 20 team cash league, points league. So it's a deep league. So some of these players might be for a deeper league, but I also got some standard pickups, 12 team leagues. So first one, Jordan McCray, shooting guard on the Wizards. Bradley Beal, he's having a leg injury. He's been on and off. Um, I guess there's talking about this concern that it might be um, more serious than they thought. So, you know what I'm saying? We'll see what happens with that. But Jordan McRae, he's been coming in, killing. I don't want to tax it, but I know this. I'm pretty sure he's been averaging like at least like, I want to say like 20 points in like the past, like four games or something like that. I don't want to tax it, but he's been killing. Uh, Next one, Aaron Baines, center for uh, the Suns. He was killing when DeAndre Ayton was out. Ayton's came back, but he's still backing up. Uh, Ayton, he's a hustler. He plays hard, gets rebounds, gets you double-doubles. Frank Kaminsky is out indefinitely, so the minutes are going to be there consistently for him. 20, 25 uh, minutes a game. Next one, Christian Wood said this before, power forward for uh, Detroit Pistons. Uh, Andre Drummond, they're talking about he may be uh, may get traded to uh, what team was it? The Hawks. Andre Drummond may get traded to the Hawks. So that'll open up more minutes for him if that happens. It's looking like it's going to happen. So that'll open up more minutes for Christian Wood. Uh, Etwan Moore, shooting guard for um, the Pelicans. He kind of fell out the rotation. Hadn't really been doing shit. But uh, he's been heating up lately. He scored 24 points the other night. 
uh, he's like over like the past four games, he's averaging like 15 points or something. So he's been coming back into his zone, getting uh, healthier. He kind of has some injuries. Keep an eye out on him. John Henson, uh, center for the Cavs. If Kevin Love gets traded, which is looking like it might happen, if uh, Tristan Thompson gets traded, that'll open up more minutes for him. Uh, and last one, Kim Birch, center for uh, Orlando Magic. Mo Bamba is a backup, but sometimes Kim Birch outplays him, gets more minutes. Vucevic is always uh, injury prone. He's always lobbing to miss a couple games here or there. So watch out for him. Maybe streaming daily streamers. But he's also somebody to keep an eye on. I had him on my team last week. Got me a couple points. So those are just some fantasy pickups. Like I said, if you play fantasy basketball, just want to give you a couple people. Maybe put in your watch list. Keep an eye out for. So this has been the Pacers Premium Podcast. And I just wanted to say... I just want to uh, talk about real quick. This is still kind of related. Indiana, Indiana Pacers, Indianapolis Colts. I just want to see what do the people think of Tom Brady coming to the Colts. So he voided his contract with the Patriots. So he's going to be a free agent. Now, it ain't no saying. I mean, ain't no guarantee that he's going to come back. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no guarantee he could retire. He's like 42 years old or something right now. But how would you guys feel if Tom Brady signed with the Colts for a year or two? And I wouldn't be mad at that if they sign him, but they also draft a quarterback. And I wouldn't mind a quarterback sitting behind Tom Brady for a couple years and learning. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Jacoby Brissett, he was already sitting behind Tom Brady at one point. Maybe Tom Brady coming over, that'll help Jacoby Brissett get better. Maybe he can teach him a little more. Who knows? But like I said, if they draft a quarterback, he sit behind Tom Brady. Jacoby Brissett has been sitting behind Tom Brady before. People seem to love him. Jimmy Garoppolo was sitting behind Tom Brady. We see what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's been another one. But just saying Tom Brady come here he could maybe make us a contender now I don't know if he could take the hits that our offensive line gives up sometimes so that would be something that had to be in question but I just think it might be good for the Colts if they sign Tom Brady plug him in real quick because we're still at a point where we like what the pay, the Colts were like what seven and nine or something like that so we're still at a point where if we have better quarterback play we could still get to the playoffs and stuff you know what I'm saying so maybe if they come in pluck him in he's not gonna be Tom Brady MVP Tom Brady but he's still better than Jacoby Brissett he come in plug him in we get to the playoffs for a year, maybe two years. He's over here mentoring our two quarterbacks, Jacoby Brissett and whoever else. Then when he retires, they have a battle. So he's going to get the starting quarterback. So I don't know. That's just a thought. Let me let me know what you guys think about that. Comment below. 
Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Black on Black. You know, hit me up. So, I'm Donnie Ray. And this has been the Patience Premium Podcast, Episode 7. Oh, yeah, and I like to say, make sure you give us five stars and rate us, like us, whatever. If you give us anything less than five stars, like my man Bomani Jones says, I am inclined to believe you are a hater. And if you fuck with the podcast, make sure you tell a friend. You know what I'm saying? That's all I ask. If you like it, tell a friend about it. Send them a link. And make sure, too, you guys are checking out the audio. You can listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast. Apple, Apple Podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Spotify. SoundCloud. SoundCloud link below. You know what I'm saying? Stitcher. Uh, tune in. Wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm on there. Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, I'm on there. I like to listen to the audio because I can listen to it in the car. You don't always got to watch the video. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Never miss a beat. You know what I'm saying? So this has been the Pacers Premium Podcast, Episode 7. We out here. <laughs>